What is going on, Run Bum Nation? Welcome to the Bend Don't Break podcast. It's your boy, Scotty Pants, coming to you from Colorado in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Just had a nice little epic day uh, doing a little ridge traverse, getting about 8,000 foot of vert. And guess what? I didn't use trekking poles. But today's episode is all about how to use trekking poles. So if you're just listening to this podcast, you might want to also check out the video on YouTube or our social media outlets. Up next, running beta, how to use trekking poles. But first... Hi, my name is Sean Bland, but my friends call me Sean Michael or Run Bum. I've run over 300 ultra marathons. I've been first, last, and everything in between. I started and owned Run Bum Races, where we put on 11 trail and ultra running races a year from Central Florida to Southern Virginia. I hope that with my trail running and race directing experience that I can help you train smarter, run further, and fall in love with trail running. If you find this podcast helpful and or entertaining, please help me out by sharing it. I'd also like to invite you to run or volunteer at one of our mini races. Welcome, friends, to the Bend Don't Break podcast. Hey, guys, what's up? It is Sean Runbum Blanton here trying to tell you how I use poles while trail running or running an ultra marathon. Typically, um, and I'm going to give this whole video, I'm going to show you how I do things. I'm not some sort of expert per se. I've run over 300 ultra marathons, a bunch of races in the Alps where I frequently use poles. Uh, I've done races over there with and without, done UTMB and all of its uh, distances basically uh, a couple times uh, each. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully this will help you. So let's start out. Uh, and by the way, I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm not taking any money for this. I'm not endorsed by anyone. Um, so I'll just give you what I, as a six foot tall, somewhat slender runner guy would choose as far as poles. Okay. So, um, we'll get into what kind of poles and what I recommend, but first of all, I'm going to get into how you, um, find your size, right? So, uh, I highly recommend going to an outfitter store that sells poles, somebody like, uh, REI, whoever you might be like a local outfitter, hopefully go support local. Right. Um, but they will come in there. Uh, you'll go in there and they will have you hold some poles. Now, what you'll see right here, uh, these are non-adjustable poles. So poles kind of come in, uh, adjustable and non-adjustable. I believe these are like 120 centimeter length right here. Um, but, uh, you want to come in and you want to have about a 90 degree angle to your hand when you're holding it normally. Okay. Now these lecky poles, which I do like, um, they actually have a glove kind of thing that you wear that is very minimal, um, that goes in and out, like pops in and out and locks in right there rather. Um, it also has a quick release for that. Uh, anytime I'm going uphill, I just go boom, I pop those in and it's nice because I don't have to hold this. You don't expend energy gripping that gets tiring after a while. And I can just kind of go almost like this. It looks funny, but that's pretty much the amount of effort that I have to put into holding that. Uh, the lighter way to pull, the less energy using, thus the more efficient. Um, but yeah, again, so when we go to uh, ordering poles, you don't want something that's way up here. That'll be like really kind of awkward. Uh, you don't want something that's really low. It'll tend you to bend over and bending over not only uses your back muscles more, 
uh, requires that you're kind of doing you're kind of doing like a crunch using your core, but also collapses your lungs. You're not able to breathe as well. Uh, I know we've all seen people um, that British hiking uh, move where everybody's like hands on knees. Well, look what I'm doing. It's like you're collapsing. You can't take a full breath there. So you always kind of want to be have something that keeps you upright as you're climbing. Now. Um, People use poles for different things. I highly recommend poles for the following. Now, everyone is different. If you like just using them on every run, every hike, go for it, right? For me personally, I like to do maybe like a quarter to a fifth of my climbing training, um, uphill training with poles. Everything else, I wanna be able to do that on my own legs. Um, example today, my legs are beat up from running a tempo run and doing some up and down. Uh, yesterday, so I'm just kind of giving my legs a break, working on my upper body, uh, etc. So um, I like using them for uh, recovery, uh, also very long, hard climbs. Okay, so if you're going up 200 feet, I don't really consider that a long, hard climb. I'm talking about 2,500 feet plus uh, in a single climb. Um, that's kind of where I want to use them. Why? It helps me get in a rhythm. Um, it really gives my legs a break, um, you know, really serious mountain races. Then on the flip side of that as well, really long distance races as well. Um, it kind of helps you as your, your core, your legs, everything starts to get beat up. Um, you can kind of lean into these. Now, something uh, that is noteworthy is a lot of races do require that you start and finish with poles if you're gonna use them. So make sure you know the rules for whatever specific race that you're doing. Um, but I, I um, let's say I was doing a 50 miler and I had a good amount of mountain up and down. Typically, I'm going to either use poles in the first half or the second half, meaning that uh, I'm either gonna put them in a drop bag, have somebody who's crewing me, uh, give them to a friend at aid station, whatever it might be, okay? Um, but it's like, I kind of like doing part half of it um, or more, uh, you know, just with my legs uh, and then getting into using the poles. Uh, it's it's interesting, like uh, there's some pros and cons to poles, right? We'll talk about that. Is uh, number one, it's really hard to eat and drink while you have things in your hands. Um, I watch a lot of people get very behind on nutrition and uh, hydration, uh, especially if it's a warm race. Um, so, you know, while you're, while you're hiking, especially if you have the clip-ins, you know, disconnect, put them both in one hand. Um, and another tip is kind of want to find like where the center of gravity is and hold them there. That way you're not fighting. It's just micro movements. But again, ultra running, trail running, it's about efficiency. So over time, fighting that, uh, counterbalancing that will make your arm, forearm tired. Make sure you're switching arms here and there. But free one arm, then you can eat and drink, small sips, whatever. Please, dear God, this is a sharp weapon now, right? There's people around you almost always. Please make sure you're watching out for them, okay? Um, so that goes without saying. So those are some uh, some pros and cons. You gotta be cognizant of that. Um, these are also directional. Um, they're aimed, if you can see, they're kind of like that. They're concave that way where it clips in. Uh, ergonomically designed, I believe they say. Um, now, let's talk about where and how to use these, like where you want this to be hitting, okay? I watch a lot of people um, go like this. Ugh they're kind of going like this and that is like hey this is a big motion and what happens with big motions when you were exercising and running 
a lot of energy expended, okay? Uh, same with if you didn't have the poles and you're taking big steps, we always have people take smaller steps because um, it's more efficient uh, and it doesn't blow your legs up as much. It doesn't jack your heart rate up as high. Same goes with this. Uh, also, when we're doing this, what happens? We collapse our lungs and we can't breathe as well. So really what we wanna be doing is you wanna be dependent on the grade of the hill. We wanna be having these slightly aimed down and backwards, okay? We want to think of this as an assist. This is assisting us. It's not pulling us up the hill, it's gently pushing us up the hill. And um, so basically, um, I'll show you right now, I want this to be hitting even with my foot or just behind it. And I again, I do not have um, the straps, the, the gloves in. Note that I'm not fully weighing in. It's about a 20, 30% extra, just little assist, I'm keeping my chest upright. I'm breathing, I'm picking my knees up, and I'm getting in a nice, good rhythm. Okay? Now, if you get really steep or really technical, because this is an old road bed, you may actually have to release these, or if you don't have your hands through the loops, and you have to choke down on them, which keeps, again, keeps your arms close to this. Because if you're up here, it's that steep, then you're doing something weird. So sometimes you do that or even let go of them. Very, very important point of safety is I do use these on the downhill sometime if they're, they're already at, once I get the poles out, I keep them out basically. Um, so, cause I find it's very cumbersome to kind of be putting stuff up and down. I know some people do that as a faster runner. I do not enjoy doing that. Um, on the way down, whether you have the clip in or you have the loops that you put your hands through, for God's sake, do not have that clipped in. Do not have your hands in those loops. Um, why? Okay, I've seen multiple people have very, very serious injuries. I've almost got hurt learning the hard way is a lot of times coming downhill, it'll get stuck in a hole. The tip of this will get stuck in a hole and guess what? All of a sudden, boom, you can crack a rib. Your hand won't let go. You'll fall, stuff like that. So just be really careful. Um, again, good rule of thumb here is we're just trying to add about 20 or 30% power assisting us up the hill. What does that mean uh, far down the line for your race? Really what it translates to is that you're gonna be burning more calories, but you're gonna be saving your legs and you're gonna be working your upper, your full body really. Uh, also like your upper, uh, your arms and everything like that much more than normal. So then you have to take in more calories. So if you're somebody who has trouble eating or not getting enough calories in, this may not be for you, but it's also something to think about. If you've never run with poles, check them out. Um, I do enjoy these leckies I, i've uh, used some of the black diamond ones and some other like off-brand ones as well they're all great with poles you get what you pay for so something that's more expensive is going to be lighter weight like this i think i'm assuming some sort of carbon fiber you got a cork handle here um yeah so i highly recommend going to an outfitter store or have a friend that has these try them test them out figure out what you want because a good set of these will be about 180 bucks or more um, with cheap stuff on Amazon, you know, 50 bucks. Now, I'm here to tell you, don't be a cheapskate. Get some good poles, um, you know, and buy them from a place you can return them if they don't work for you. I hope this video was informative and I hope it helps you in your next ultra marathon. 
make sure if you're going to use poles at a race that you're practicing with them and training with them every so often and have fun if this video helped you out at all with your own training for trail and ultra running please do me a favor go follow our social media at run bum races on instagram run bum on facebook uh, also we got a youtube channel as well consider coming to run one of my 11 trail and ultra running races that i put on in the southeast as a 300 time ultra runner i put on races that i designed so it's ultra races by ultra runners for ultra and trail runners uh, hopefully they're it's scenic as people describe them that is the goal scenic destination trail races so this video is cool share it if not that's cool too hope to see you guys on the trail wherever you might be running